0: Hello and welcome back to the Little Ray of Health podcast. I'm your host and hormone health bestie, Emily Ray. I'm a certified holistic health coach and I help women balance their hormones naturally using food as medicine. I'm really excited for this episode. Today I'm going to be talking about alcohol. How alcohol affects your hormones and your liver and your just your overall health in general. I'll talk about my kind of relationship or history with alcohol. And then I'll talk about some tips. I'll give you some tips on how to support your body if you choose to drink. I just, I feel like this is a topic that is kind of a hot button topic right now. There are so many people getting sober or being sober curious, I think is is the term now. And I find it fascinating. I think it's amazing that there's this kind of revolution happening and people are starting to reevaluate their relationship with alcohol and see it in a different light be more mindful, be more intentional with their drinking. So I'm really I'm really excited to dive into this topic today. First off, I guess I'll talk about my history and my relationship with alcohol. I mean, as any like young kid in high school, I mean not as any, but in my high school drinking was a thing. I'm not going to say it was super popular, but I first tried alcohol when I was a freshman in high school, sorry, mom and dad, if you listen to this episode, but it was Svedka vodka. I can remember this so clearly. I thought it was so disgusting. I blacked out. We, it was just me and three other people at my friend's house. We were just hanging out, and I drank so much. I was throwing up. It was horrible. And after that, I kind of had like a weird, obviously, like a bad taste in my mouth. It was not a great experience, but in my mind, I framed it like that was fun, like that was a funny thing to do. And looking back on it, it just it makes me a little sad, but that's kind of how it was in high school. We'd go to parties, there'd be alcohol. And growing up, my parents were always like, if you drink, you know, like if you need a ride home, call us, or don't let someone drink and drive you home. We will pick you up, no questions asked, like we understand, just we just want you to be safe. So they understood like what high school kids do, right? And I also in high school, I don't know if anyone else had this, there's something called Every 15 Minutes, Um, and basically it includes the police and law enforcement, they come to your school, they set up this whole scene. So they actually use real cars that have been in alcohol-related traffic collisions And they basically trailer the cars to the school, set it up like it's a car accident. They put makeup on us. So I was actually one of the kids who, you know, died in this fake accident. And they put on this whole show for the juniors and the seniors in high school. And they treat it like it's real. So they went to my parents' house. And my parents knew it was fake. My mom knew it was fake. But the cop knocks on the door I mean, I'm not even in school that day, I'm off campus, but the cop knocks on my mom's door, my parents' door, and says, this morning your daughter was killed in an alcohol-related traffic collision. And they record that. They record all of it, and they put it on like this compilation video. And I remember seeing my mom, and she knew it was fake, right? But they treat it like it's so real. The cops treat it like it's real, and she was sobbing, and it was just such a traumatic experience. All the kids that were involved like in the actual scene, the car accident scene, they took us to um, just some kind of, it wasn't a hotel, but I don't really know what it was. It was like this retreat building um, kind of up in the mountains. And we were there for a night because obviously we quote unquote died in that accident. So we couldn't be at school. They took us to this retreat. There were guest speakers and it was just this whole Thing. And it was so traumatizing. And I remember thinking, like, I am never going to drink and drive. Like, this is horrible. Why would anyone do that? Um, and I never have. But I will say, like, that was a really traumatic experience that I had that had to do with alcohol. But then I went to, you know, then I graduated high school and I went to college. I've said in, in the last episode, I went to a community college and then I transferred to a four-year college. I was never in a sorority. I didn't really party in college, but when I was in high school, I had a lot of older friends, so that's when I would go to parties and stuff, but in college, I didn't do much. And then I was on track to become a health coach, so I was going through IIN, and I just developed kind of this, relate not this relationship, this lack of a relationship with alcohol. I was becoming a health coach, and in my head... I was like, I can't drink. Drinking is going to make me gain weight. Drinking isn't healthy. I have to be perfect. Like, I'm a health coach. I have to purvey this, like, perfect image of health. So there were many years where I didn't drink. And obviously, this is after I turned 21. I did go out for my 21st birthday. I drank so much. I can remember the, the two days, two or three days following my 21st birthday. I was so puffy and swollen and hungover. I didn't even recognize myself. And I probably didn't drink for like six months after my 21st birthday because it was just such a terrible experience. But yeah, fast forward to becoming a health coach, going through that training, I didn't drink at all. I mean, even I went to Costa Rica with my parents for my college graduation. I did not drink at all in Costa Rica. And my parents were like, have a margarita, like have fun. And I was just like, no, I have to be perfect. I have to be perfect. Drinking is going to make me fat. Drinking isn't healthy. And I just had this, like, really disordered, toxic relationship with alcohol. So I didn't drink for a few years, and then I was in a relationship where my partner loved to go out, his friends loved to go out, they liked to party, and I was the lame girlfriend. I was the lame girlfriend that didn't like to drink, didn't like to party, didn't like to stay out late, and it really took a toll on that relationship. And eventually that relationship did end. Probably it was a big part of it is my lack of like a social like or my lack of caring to go out. I just I and I still don't really enjoy it. But he did and it was something that was like really I guess important to him. He really wanted to go out. And so we ended up breaking up. And then I was with Daniel and Daniel, my partner now, my boyfriend, he loves tequila He loves to enjoy really nice tequila. And so we would sip on really nice tequila. I would have like skinny margaritas. And I I started to really enjoy alcohol. I didn't overindulge. I had one, maybe two drinks. I didn't really get hungover. I loved that buzzed feeling. I really did. I really enjoyed that like one or two drink buzz. But later on, I will say that it kind of changed. And I don't know if it was maybe I changed or my relationship with alcohol changed, but somewhere along the lines, like if I would have more than two drinks, which I know doesn't sound like that much, but I'm a tiny, tiny human, like five foot two, 115 pounds, and I'm such a lightweight. And if I had more than two drinks, I did not like who I was. I was mean. I was bitchy. I was not nice to be around. I was emotional. I would spiral. I would pick fights. And this was kind of a recurring theme. And so I just stood back and I was like, why is this happening? So I really toned it down. And then I was having maybe just one drink at a time. Then COVID hit, right? And drinking like shot up. Like everyone was drinking more. We were all staying inside. Remember, we would have a drink at like 4 p.m. It was like happy hour. And for probably the first year of COVID, I was drinking way more than I ever had and never more than one drink a night. But it was probably five drinks a week. And not that I ever felt hungover or anything like that, but I remember after that first year of covid Me and Daniel just kind of looked at each other and we were like, we should just cut this out. Like, let's cut it out for a month and let's see how we feel. So we cut it out. And honestly, guys, like I'm skipping big parts of the story just to like condense it down. But as you can see, my relationship with alcohol has fluctuated dramatically over the course of the years. Um, And I guess just fast forward to now, I really don't drink and I feel better than I ever have. I still enjoy social situations so much. I don't, it doesn't bother me when people are drinking around me. I will also say um, there is a history of addiction in my family and alcohol abuse. And so that was another thing where I just feel like it's a slippery slope. And the more research that comes out about alcohol, I will link my favorite podcast. I think it's one of his most popular podcasts ever, but it's Andrew Huberman. And he has an episode on alcohol and the effects of alcohol on your health. And it was just so eye-opening to me. And I think one of the biggest things that stood out, and I feel like I've mentioned it in one of these episodes, um, but was that it doesn't matter. Like, let's say you go out once a week. You only drink once a week, but that night you have four or five drinks versus someone else might have one drink a night, four or five nights a week. It doesn't make a difference whether you're having one drink a night, a few nights a week, or 3 to 4 drinks in one night. It has the same detrimental effects to your health and I think that's so crazy. I will link that podcast below because I encourage anyone to listen to it. I also listened to another episode on the Skinny Confidential this morning where she was talking about, you know, becoming sober curious and really just feel like I'm really grateful for it. For a long time, like I said, I was that lame girlfriend that didn't really enjoy drinking, but everyone pressured me. I hated it so much. I didn't understand why people couldn't just respect my decision not to drink. And I think this is another thing that if someone is sober, like let's say someone's in the program, someone's sober, people respect that. But if you just choose not to drink for your own reasons, people Don't really respect that. They will still pressure you to try to drink. Come on, it's just one drink. Like, who cares? Live a little. Have fun. And I just think if, I don't know, it just really, really bothers me that people just can't respect someone else's decision of what they want to do with their body. But I mean, I think we all know that that says more about the other person than it does about the person choosing not to drink. So yeah, at this point, I have probably, it's probably been about six months I've maybe had one drink in the past six months sometimes I'll have like a little splash of wine or a half glass of red wine if I'm having a steak or a nice dinner or something like that I really do enjoy that I think it just adds to it Um, but other than that I just love drinking sparkling water if I go out with friends or whatever I'll get sparkling water with lime it still feels fancy I'll ask them to put it in like a wine glass or some kind of fancy glass And honestly, it does the trick for me. I don't miss alcohol at all. I feel so clear-headed. And I just want to make it clear that I am not judging anyone that drinks. Daniel, my partner, he drinks on occasion. If we go out to dinner, he'll get like a little spicy margarita. And yeah, I'm not judging anyone for their choice. I just think it's so important that we take a step back and reevaluate our relationship with alcohol and really choose to drink intentionally. Intentionally. And when we go into a situation, asking ourselves, do I want to drink? Is this what I want? Or do I feel like I need to? Do I feel like I need it to loosen up, to be social, to fit in? Because if someone or if your group of friends judges you or makes you feel bad about those decisions, I think it's time to have a really tough conversation with them and really decide and evaluate your relationship and see if that's someone you want in your life, if they can't respect your decisions. So yeah, that's a little bit about my history with alcohol. And now I wanted to talk about kind of how alcohol affects your hormones. So alcohol can honestly have a significant impact on hormone levels, even small amounts of alcohol. And here are a few ways that alcohol disrupts your hormones. It can disrupt estrogen levels. So alcohol can increase estrogen levels in women, and it can lead to irregular menstrual cycles and increase the risk of breast cancer. It also affects testosterone levels. So alcohol consumption can decrease testosterone levels in men, which can lead to a decrease in libido and muscle mass. That also is the same thing, so it can still reduce it in women, which will have the same effect, so lower libido and lower muscle mass. It also affects your cortisol levels. Alcohol consumption can increase cortisol levels, which will definitely increase to which will lead to increased stress and anxiety. This is why that anxiety can happen. And this is something that I used to get all the time. And it was the worst that like hangover anxiety that comes the next day where you're just shaky and you just regret everything. Um, Alcohol also interferes with sleep. Alcohol consumption can interfere with sleep patterns, which can affect the levels of growth hormone, testosterone, cortisol, and the next day. So if you don't sleep well, obviously you're not going to have as much energy. You might not make as good choices. So I almost think that the hangover is one of the worst parts of drinking other than just how alcohol affects your health. But the hangover, like you're laying in bed all day, you're just craving greasy food, you might go have another drink to help offset the hangover, you're probably not smashing a workout, you're probably laying on the couch all day not moving. But if you are working out, that's also not the best move because you probably aren't well rested and it's just going to increase cortisol and stress and inflammation in your body. It also, alcohol affects your insulin sensitivity. Alcohol consumption can impair insulin sensitivity, which can lead to a decrease in glucose uptake and affect the balance of insulin and other hormones. And lastly, we all know alcohol can affect liver function. So alcohol consumption can damage your liver function, overtax your liver, overburden it, which can affect your metabolism and the clearance of hormones. So the detox of excess hormones in your body, And it also can affect your thyroid. So alcohol consumption can affect thyroid function, leading to decreased thyroid hormone production and an increased risk of hypothyroidism. So as you can see, there's really no actual physical or health benefits of alcohol. There are no benefits. It really is just kind of a taker of health, not a giver. As I like to say, there are no neutral Foods, or there's nothing neutral that you can consume. Every single thing you eat or drink is either healing you or harming you. And in this case, alcohol is something that is definitely harming you for sure. There are no benefits to it. It messes with your liver, your thyroid, your hormones, your metabolism, your blood sugar, your insulin. Just so many different systems of the body are affected. And I just think it's so important, like I said, to reevaluate our relationship with alcohol and think, is it worth it? I think for so long, this research on alcohol didn't exist. And like I said, I will link that Andrew Huberman podcast below because he gives all the research, all the research you could ever need. And you're someone that really enjoys drinking. You will probably feel like you're in denial. You won't want to watch it. You don't want to know. You want to keep your head in the sand. And I totally get that. I think we all, like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And we all will make our own decisions when the time is right for us. That's why I say I'm never here to judge anyone. I still will have a drink on occasion. I don't think anyone's morally wrong or anything for drinking. Just think the more information. Like I said, I'm always here to empower you and educate you to make the best decisions in every situation and empower you to take back control of your health And if this is all new information to you, you had no idea, like, kind of how bad alcohol was for your health and your hormones, then I really want to shed a light on that and make you aware, but never make you feel ashamed or guilty. Our bodies are so resilient and capable of bouncing back and healing. But if we're drinking, like, like I said, a drink a night, we are keeping our body at a lower level of functioning. We are not sleeping as deeply as we could. We're not recovering as well. Our blood sugar isn't where it should be. Our metabolism isn't where it should be. So I think it's just time to kind of just a little wake-up call. This was really hard for me to accept at first also because drinking is so fun and it is so widely accepted and it's a social thing and it's it's just so prevalent in our society it is such a pillar of friendships of going out of social situations and so you may worry oh if I stop drinking like will my friends still want to go out with me and so that's a conversation to have with your friends but like I said I will still go out I just drink either like a mocktail or sparkling water with lime it's still just as fun to me and I wake up the next day feeling amazing So with all of that being said, I just want to leave you with a couple tips on how you can support your body. Um, Like if you're going to go out drinking, if you're going to have a couple drinks, I would definitely recommend staying around two drinks or less. One is even better. Um, But two drinks or less just to limit the burden on your liver. There's only so much your liver can process. Also recommend never drinking on an empty stomach. This is something that I did in high school and before concerts and things like that because you get a, you get a quicker buzz, right? If you have an empty stomach, the alcohol the alcohol hits you way quicker, way stronger, and that is just so bad for your blood sugar, your cortisol levels, your liver, all of that. So definitely don't drink on an empty stomach before you go to bed. This is something that I always uh, used to do, but take activated charcoal, The one that I love is the Bulletproof brand. I take the coconut charcoal. So take some activated charcoal before you go to bed. That will help bind to the alcohol, the toxins, and everything so that you can flush them out. You'll also want to make sure you're staying very hydrated, adding electrolytes and salt to your water. Hangovers happen mostly because of dehydration. So we want to make sure we're staying super hydrated. Please avoid liquid IV. Please avoid Pedialyte. Um, I love Ultima or Element. Those are amazing electrolytes and they're delicious and they don't use any weird ingredients. The next thing I would recommend is just really limiting your alcohol consumption. So, like I said, try to stick to one to do drinks, maybe once a week, maybe once every couple weeks, um, and then just enjoy yourself. If you choose to drink, enjoy it. Stay present, stay mindful, be intentional. But like I said, no one's here to judge you. You shouldn't feel ashamed. There's nothing like there's nothing wrong with it. That's what I want to say in this episode, first and like first and foremost, I guess lastly, is that I just want to reiterate once again that I still drink on occasion. I'm not saying I'll never drink again. I'm just saying that reevaluating my relationship with alcohol and cutting my consumption drastically has improved my life in so many different ways. Like I said. I feel like my skin is clearer. I'm way more present. I'm happier. Me and Daniel definitely fight less. A lot of our fights and bickering would happen when I was drinking. I was just so much more emotional and sensitive and snappy. Or the next day I'd be hungover and tired and I didn't want to talk to anyone. So just say that like cutting alcohol out for the most part improved my life in so many more ways than I thought it would. My last tip would be to avoid drinking sugary drinks. I forgot to mention this with the rest of them. My favorite drink is probably a spicy, skinny margarita. So the way that I order it is I just order a margarita with no sweetener, and then I ask for muddled jalapenos. And if you're not used to like tart drinks, this may be a little bit of a surprise or kind of an acquired taste. But I really like it, and also... The more that I talk to people who are like, oh, I order sugary drinks because I don't like the taste of alcohol. It's like, well, if we don't even enjoy the taste, then what the heck are we even drinking it for? It just becomes like a social lubricant at that point. So, yeah, keep your drinks on the tart side. Ask for no sweetener. Um, If you're going to drink wine, my favorite company, Dry Farm Wines, they are organic, biodynamically farmed. There's no preservatives, no added nitrates, nothing like that. I never get a headache. I never feel hungover. And their wine, and this is not an ad, their wine actually has a lower alcohol content. So you can drink a glass of wine with less of a hangover, like less of a drunk feeling. Like for me, if I have a glass of wine, I feel tipsy. That's how much of a lightweight I am. So yeah, highly recommend skinny margaritas and dry farm wine. Okay, I'm going to wrap this episode up here. Please head over to Instagram and DM me and let me know what you thought of it. This is kind of a different episode, but it's something that's just been kind of on my mind lately, and I see so many people talking about not getting sober because I think so many people have this idea that if you say that you're sober, it means that you used to have a drinking problem, which that's not true. It just means you're choosing not to drink, so you don't have to say anything like that. Like, oh, I'm sober. Just like, oh, I'm not drinking right now and that's it. So yeah, let me know if you enjoyed this episode. Head over to Instagram. Say hi if you're listening to this right now. I would love if you would screenshot it and share it to your Instagram stories and tag me so I can say hi. And as usual, please rate and review this podcast because it helps it reach more women and more people. So thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.